Hey everyone, welcome back again for the sixth welcome back episode of Teach These Devils. It is me, your boy James L. Brassfield. Sitting beside me is no one. Sitting over here because uh, I just wanted to, we're coming back and I just wanted to hit a reset button and just take a minute. Of course, uh, our my usual co-hosts and cohorts will still be regular guests on the podcast. We'll still be doing all our episodes together and stuff like that. Occasionally, we're just going to take a break and do something a little bit more slowed down. Teach yourselves as we promise to grow and change. And through everything that's happened, we've done some stuff. We're trying something different. Well, it's going to be great. Uh, our first guest on this Welcome Back show is the uh, he's the reason you can uh, see and hear us right now. His name is Jeremy Demery. Jeremy, welcome. Hello. It's me, Jeremy Demery. How's it going? I'm good. I'm really good. I'm, I'm, I'm liking being in the actual uh, recording room itself. Normally, I'm in the back. Right? Being a creep, watching You're people the, talk. If you've listened to any other episodes of Teach These Devils <laughs> in the past, from the before times, you'll hear me often reference Jeremy. I'll say, Jeremy, what's going on back there? He'll say something funny, and then we'll laugh. Things change, though. It's not funny anymore. We're Nothing's funny ever again. Yeah. Because the world's ended. Yeah, I don't. I don't feel. I don't even feel funny anymore. It, it's weird now. Like, in addition to being the creator of uh, the beautiful Gold Knock Studios, where we're coming to you live from right now, um, Jeremy, you're a comedian. You're in a uh, super dope band. Oh, in the past, I, I was. Yeah, I was in, in the, the past. Super dope band. And uh, you're creating. You're helping create content for all these people here that are want to talk on podcasts in Northeast Ohio and do other weird shit. So why don't you tell us a little bit about uh, yourself, I guess. I mean, you're here. This is, you're the guest. Where are you from? <laughs> I am. I am. Where are you from? I, I was uh, I was born in Los Angeles. Ew. Uh, yeah, it was pretty gross. That's nasty. Yeah, in the 80s? Warm. Yeah, it was warm. Yuck. Yeah, in 85. Uh, it was a different coke? time. Uh, coke was <laughs> scarce. <laughs> Uh, but crack was everywhere. Hell yeah. Crack, you could find it anywhere. Talk about a pandemic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I, I'm proud of to see this studio uh, grow the way it has. Yeah, man. It's uh, it's really happy to have you guys back. Yeah, man, I'm excited to be back. Like it's like I said, it's we've had some weird times. Like the last year, 2020 was quite difficult for everyone in its own ways. Sometimes some people had it easy. I felt kind of bad because I was having kind of a good year. Almost, I got out of a terrible job. I got a new like good job. I uh, I experienced every aspect of the pandemic, man. I went from being an essential to being laid off to being out of work to having a new job to working from home you got to furloughed. getting COVID. To fucking New Year's, man! It all everything happened for me that happened to everyone. I experienced it all, and let me tell you, at the end of it, guess what? Still fucking standing, baby. I'm like Elton John in this motherfucker. Yeah, but did you learn anything about yourself? Yeah, I learned that I'm tired of people's bullshit. <laughs> I learned that the government is utterly broken and destroyed. I also learned that um, there's hope, man. Shit, shit seems to work out sometimes. I am cautiously optimistic about what's going on right now. What do you think is happening? I mean, I have my own opinions about everything that's going on, and they're. I don't think much is weird. happening. I am. Uh, I think that Republicans and Democrats are two branches of the same tree, and oh. they uh, they perpetuate the problems that we currently have as a country. Uh, 
you know, I try not to get too political right, right off the rip. We're but, going to. Yeah, but <laughs> it's, you know, they, uh, they're, they're, I, I, I hope that this new administration does their best to try and turn things around. They have a pretty low bar at this point, so indeed, uh, I can't imagine Shit's them boring. fucking it up too hard. It's fucking boring now. Like the first, the first they showed that I watched like a side by side of the first Trump press conference and the first Biden <laughs> press conference. I was like, this shit is wild, boring. Like it went from like Vince McMahon writing America <laughs> to fucking uh, Aaron Sorkin is producing this season. It's very much calmed down, very adult. Yes. But we still have the same underlying shit. Like I, I'm, I'm so happy that Donald Trump is no longer the president. I am sad that the choices that I had between him and a 78 year old man were uh, just those two. There were plenty of other candidates. I feel like uh, I feel like Bernie. I feel how Bernie looks. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean, like he—that's the face of America. He probably should be the president. The man still has the uh, his hand on the pulse of the nation, cautiously he? saying "fuck this." <laughs> it's like, yo, fuck this. What are we doing here? Like, I remember in March when this all started, and they were started pulling Bernie's pants down to fucking slide their dick up his ass, mm-hmm. and look where we are now. I mean, it's a lot better than the alternative. We can say that now. Um, but looking back on like Obama and shit, Obama is, was not really our friend. You know, none of these people are really no. looking out for us anymore. And were they ever? I mean, at one point or another, all, half of America was always fucked up. Yeah, the stark difference between the uh, press conference from the previous administration to the current administration right? is hilarious. It's fucking comical. I mean... Like I said, it is fucking wild boring. Like they I'm not gonna pay attention. Thank her at the end. Thank you. Thank you, Jen. She wa- she said thank you back. And then she was like, We'll do this again tomorrow. I can't wait for this Sunday when someone from the White House is actually on Meet the Press for the first time <laughs> in over fucking <laughs> probably three years. Yeah. Like it's ridiculous that this is that all this shit's been going on. They basically shut down the White House press room. Chuck like, Chuck Todd's gotta be thrilled with what's Chuck happening. Chuck Todd is uh he's gotta be pretty excited. I hope his voice is back. He's been doing a lot of talking. Yeah, There's oh been yeah. a lot of government shit jumping off. Um the thing, like like I said, Joe Biden voted for his ass. You know I mean? I'm a democratic person by nature. I'm a black man. I'm a black man. I'm a democrat. <laughs> I'm not a southern black man. Southern black men often more more often than not, believe it or not, Republican. I, yeah, I, I think that uh, too often that uh, people of the black community get scapegoated as being solely Democrat when yeah. a lot of them are very conservative. I mean, they really are, especially in the South, like that Bible Belt shit. They think that just because they work at Mercedes, they got to vote for fucking Rand Paul or whoever the fuck right. to keep their job. And quite frankly, um, because of the way shit's set up, maybe they have to. I think that we need an overhaul in America. I know that it's not going to happen with Joe Biden. I can't wait to see who they pull out of the fucking tomb in four years. I think, of course, Kamala's going to run. I don't think people are ready to vote for just Kamala. And I think that based on how shit goes, um, we're on the fence right now. We're, I think there's a real danger in America, Jeremy. And stop me if I'm wrong. Wilson's not here to correct me. <laughs> 
I think there is a danger. You're you're country. off the leash right now. You, I'm going you kick off. the uh, the old ball and chain. Listen, and I need to be speaking your mind. I need to be able to say this. You're loose and you're shit. out there. I love I need it. To be able to say my unfucking my unabashed opinion. Trump Trump was such a good quote unquote president that he got Joe Biden elected. Yeah. That's how bad things were. He's a man who has been running for presidency for 30 plus years. This is 50 years in the making for Uncle (laughs) Joe. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's wild. Hey, let me tell you. (laughs) Hey. (laughs) Hey, everybody. Did you hear him uh, talk to the press yesterday and told him to give him a break? Give me a break. You think uh, having 100 million people vaccinated by the end of the summer is, um, you know, too small of a goal? And he was like, yesterday you guys were telling me that it's not even possible. So give me a break, man. That's, <laughs> That's awesome. I love it. No, yeah, he's not going to take anyone's shit because he's going to be dead in three days. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's like when you're on your last leg. Yeah, no no loud noises. Yeah. Hey, you know it's when I have time. It ain't for one o'clock. Everybody calm down. You gotta, you gotta like adjust like the airflow in the room so it doesn't right. explode as long. They lungs. got a humidifier and a dehumidifier running <laughs> yeah. on both sides of the resolute desk. That's where we're at right now. No, I fucking I, it's it, I feel bad making fun of an old man who is our leader of this country. I mean, but if you really take a look at it, it's a miracle that Joe Biden didn't vote for Donald Trump. Yeah. He's right in that demo, dude. He's like, yeah, you know what? I grew up in Maryland. I'm sick of blacks. <laughs> That's like his whole. That's his whole. This is like his. No, well, he's awesome. in Pennsylvania. Who cares? It's well, not boss awesome. The most important. The thing I was trying to say though was that I think, and like we're we're adult men in America right now. We know where everything's been for the past decade. On that. What? I'm childish. Okay, I'm very Me, childish. Yeah, I'm and a, I'm petty. I'm just a boy. <laughs> I'm just a girl in this world. It's all that <laughs> let me be. I'm just whatever. I'm just whatever will get me out of trouble. But I think that with Joe Biden's presidency, we have a break from all the bullshit, but we have a real danger of what I like to call uh, poisonous wokeness could become a real problem. Example A, the soldiers that were brought in to defend the Capitol from the siege that happened a month ago now, probably, um, they they were asked to evacuate the Capitol. And they had arranged for them to sleep in a parking garage with heat and bathrooms. And there was a huge uproar on Congress about this, about how that was wrong and how we needed to do something about why are these soldiers sleeping? And I'm like, yo, wait a minute. One, it's inside. It's dry. And quite frankly, we used to make motherfucking soldiers sleep in the mud in Vietnam and you didn't seem too worried about it back then. What the fuck is the problem? That's the first. It's like, why are we so worried about these people that we are actively training to kill our enemies? We need them rough as shit. A parking garage sounds like a great night out for a right. soldier. Yeah. Tell me. I mean, come on. They have their shit on their back. They're good to go. Can you imagine somebody from like World War II hearing that story? Like, oh, they parking have a parking garage. Oh, no. A parking garage. I slept on a bombed out <laughs> apartment building in Dresden. <laughs> I use a corpse for a pillow. I'm Joe Biden. <laughs> that pillow is himself. <laughs> that pillow was a skin tag. <laughs> but don't you see that? Like, I'm all for people respecting people. I'm all for people being aware of people's rights and sexualities. And I think that you can do whatever you want. 
I've said it before. I'll say it again. You really just either want to have sex with a man or a woman. So maybe we could just base it on that. Or maybe you want to have sex with all three. Maybe you just don't want to have sex with anyone. That's just four things. That sounds like plenty. I mean, you are leaving out a huge demographic of uh, people who like to have sex with animals, too. That's illegal. When did that start? Uh, I think in the 70s, according to the videos I've seen. <laughs> well, it's time, for me, it's time for me to lawyer up. Sometime after the 70s, like right after a video of someone fucking a dog happened, I think they were like, yo, we should probably, <laughs> probably put the fucking brakes on dog fucking for a minute. I don't, I don't know how you could fuck a dog. Yeah. It's hard to fuck an ugly woman. Yeah. I don't know. I'm getting cold sweats thinking about it. They say, though, manatee pussy is the most like human. <laughs> how would you know that? The, inter- a, the internet. I I, I've had a lot of That's a time. dumb question. Yeah. That was a dumb question. Child of the internet. Yeah. <laughs> Child of the internet. Yeah. I don't know. That's my wokeness speech that I had planned. It was a good speech. Thanks. Yeah, no, I don't know. I just feel like we need to be careful. I think that uh, we put too much emphasis on, like, uh, what is and is not cancel culture. Yeah. Uh, it's, a, it's a great line. I think that accountability is a good thing. Like, you should be accountable for the things that you say and do. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't necessarily, like, chalk that up to even being cancel culture. Like, I think. Yeah. Okay, I don't know. Maybe maybe that's the problem. Maybe we haven't put enough uh, definition on what what we mean by canceling someone or deplatforming someone or something stuff like that. Because there's people that are monsters. Like Bill Cosby is in jail and still on Twitter somehow, right? And it's like you're not even allowed to have phones in there. But it's like maybe Twitter they got rid of Donald Trump. Maybe they should have got rid of Bill Cosby. I, uh, maybe they should get rid of OJ. You know stuff like that. And I mean OJ wasn't convicted of murdering his wife which is why everyone hates him but i don't know man and that's another thing like a a free speech argument that's coming up to you it's they put there's varying degrees of like severity of what you do say yeah and act and as a culture especially in america we too often try and simplify everything to a point of where certain things don't apply to certain people. Like, I don't think Louis CK should have gotten canceled. What he did was inappropriate. Sure. Yeah. What he did was fucking weird. It was weird. It was inappropriate. At this point though, is, are we kink shaming the man? Like, is that what we're, is that where we're at as a culture? I I feel like if it's, if you get caught as an example, if you, with Louis CK, if you get caught peeing in a playground at, at midnight, you can become a sex offender. Yeah. What he did isn't that, you know, if you're talking about like some like what he did was something it's like he's like a flasher, basically. Like he's yeah, like a sense. Yeah. He's like a mid afternoon mall flasher in a trench coat with his fucking black socks on. And he is showing women he's I, I don't know what he did. You know, I wasn't there. You're right. There's been a lot of stuff said. This is all alleged, by the way. But it's like, okay, so what's the example? I, uh, I'm i Louis C.K., which comes with a certain level of status that most people will never know about. And he is in front of these women who are at a point in their career that we were trying to experience or, or some of us were even getting close to where it's like, oh, if I am uh, – I'm not a woman in that position either. So it's like if I give in to this man's will, maybe 
just maybe I can go on tour and I need another $2,000 because this is. I think it's funny that the Republican Party, they act like they can't go into a restaurant, call the server a bitch. Yeah. And then claim that they're going to mur- murder everybody in the building. And then they're like, well, I don't get why I didn't get good service. Right. I like, mean, of course, you're not going to get good service. You're going to get kicked out of that fucking restaurant. Fuck out. And, the th- and when if you're messing with food service people, I mean, stop for one second and right. think. These people are going to go into a room out of your view. And handle something you're going to digest. (laughs) You're going to consume. Be as nice as possible to them. Especially people in fast food because they have even less to lose if they spit on your McNugget, bro. So just take that into consideration as a human. Well, now that Biden's in office, they're about to get that $15 an hour. That's just federal. That was a ruse. Yeah. (laughs) See? It's already starting, dude. It's already started. It's already starting. Well, even too with inflation, it should be at like, what, $27 an hour? Dude. Inflation is the most aggravating thing in the world. Have you ever talked to like an old person? Like even like someone that's like 50 years old or some is and someone that's like in their 80s. If you talk to them about money, they're like, yeah, the national debt and what the, the GDP fuck? I used to get paid $500 a month. And then I, this literally happened to me. It was like, you could pay $500 a month. Okay. In 19, what? 57. Okay. Right now I just get another $500. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you, and that $500 you had was like $2,000. Yeah. No matter how you slice it, everyone's getting fucked out of some money based on inflation. We can't afford to give everyone in America what we should. That's why we didn't get our $2,000. That's why we don't get to go to the I doctor. I think we can afford it. I, uh, I just think that we choose to not delegate the funds in order to accomplish those things. I think that, yeah. I mean, when it comes to tax breaks for the rich... It's a blank check when it comes to uh, spending on the military for yeah. needless wars. And we've been uh, writing that. Yeah. It just, it's a blank check. And, but all of a sudden, you know, when it comes to giving people back their own tax dollars, yeah. it's all of a sudden oh, we're very we would, fiscally. Yeah. But fiscally you have a preexisting condition. <laughs> so you had this problem before. before. Yeah. It's like, when, when did I sign a fucking prenup for my life, bro? To, to fucking the drugstore or whoever the fuck. We need to stop those people. And I know for a fact, this is why I'm kind of upset. Mark my words, Joe Biden's not going to do anything about that. We, no. He's going to help with the pandemic. He's already done some stuff, but I don't know. I don't want to talk gonna about make Joe it, Biden. He's going to make it sound way. like the, the Democratic Party are going to make it sound like they're doing shit. Yeah. When in reality, it's only on a federal level and it never comes into play. On it's a, a theater. Yep. Yeah, it's a theater. As long as the, like, the perception of doing something is there. Right. And then they People feel like are, they've done their job. Yeah. And I feel like I work with a, a Republican gentleman who I consider a friend and he has a differing opinion and he was a Trump supporter and I respect him and his opinions. Jimmy Graham? No. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy Graham supports no man. No, he doesn't. <laughs> Jimmy Graham supports Bless his pure anarchy. I love it. He's the fucking, he's either the Johnny Rotten of Cleveland or the Sid Vicious. We'll find out soon. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see how it plays yeah. out. <laughs> we'll see what happens. <laughs> either way, I love him. Shout out to Jimmy. Um, but yeah, man. There's And I don't want to talk about Joe Biden and fucking politics all day, but safe to say. I was just trying to get it off of me. I respect that. <laughs> yeah. 
You asked that. me, like, tell us about yourself. And I'm like, politics. Well, what, man? You're doing stuff. Like, during this whole pandemic, you've been, you've put a little pause on the studio. You've been working on getting stuff better. This is, it's up and running better than ever. Yeah. There's fucking all kinds of shit. We have safety measures in place. You're doing it, man. You're doing something. The owner of the like, building built us this table. It's a lovely table. It's a great table. It's Got the thick, logo. The logo. Tea. Yeah. New broadcast arms, the TV. Backgrounds, we're jumping. We're living dreams. Lighting. Man. Yeah, put a... And then I, this and then I realized, like, oh, no one's really coming into the studio because hey. of the pandemic. So I was like, well, why don't I spend some time getting the control room put together? There you go. Make it comfortable for myself while I have this downtime where there's not a whole lot of people coming through here. Yeah. Because most of my customers... It's not that the studio doesn't have people using the services yeah. of the studio they're just doing it remotely okay in a safe space that's cool that you have <clears throat> that option yeah so since we're since we're still we're still here with Jeremy Demery the uh what do you call yourself the creator Own, the owner, owner and operator owner and operator of Gold Knox Studios which is where TC Sevels has been recorded for quite some time um and many other podcasts where you can tell TC Sevels is changing because I'm going to ask you about some other podcasts Okay. Tell me about some of the other podcasts that uh, sit here and I put my antibodies so, into. Uh, yeah. I, uh, so there's uh, the Rustin Project. There's, Shout out. Uh, the Growing Democracy Podcast. Okay. There's Five Easy Things Podcast. There's That one sounds like one Friday that should be Late on Show. Like, Audible. Five Easy Things. Five Easy Things. It, it, prob- it is on Audible. Oh. It's on wherever you can get your podcasts. Fucking A. <laughs> Audible. Uh, she does a good job. Uh, what other podcasts do I do? Uh, it's real out here. Sid is another podcast we do. Uh, we probably have anywhere between like 10, 15 different podcasts that come through awesome. here on a fairly regular basis. Some some podcasts are a little bit more frequent than others. Yeah. And it's just how it goes. So are you going to we've talked about this in private before but i hear you're thinking about starting like a collective of these podcasts or maybe like a strong arm branch of people is that a thing i thought about i've been thinking about starting up like a a channel or like a um uh, a network of Mm -hmm. podcasts especially with some of the ones that are more like um aren't already a part of a network Mm -hmm. uh that i have come through the studio it's just so much work. It is. And, and you're doing a lot of work already. Right, yeah. And on, on, on like the day-to-day, there's already so much to do. And then to add that extra element would be really difficult. So yeah. uh, I did talk to a couple of other people about them um, possibly handling that aspect of the studio. Uh, you, I don't want to mention names on that so. one because – I don't, I don't want to. I don't want to put that on them. They're like that they, they because I've mentioned it on a podcast. They feel like they have to fall <gasps> through on I it. Have to. <clears throat> yeah, whatever happened to so and so? Listen, the f- the eighty people that listen to this will probably be one of them. <laughs> so don't put them on blast. Yeah, I, won't, I won't. Um, that's cool. But yeah, I just wanted to have you on first because I really appreciate you doing all of this for me and for the podcast and and I think that you are. Uh, you're setting a bar, man, for this type of shit. Like, it's really incredible. Well, I also wanted to build a studio that does a good job of reaching out to its local artist community. Right? That's what I feel about, like about most studios yeah. in Cleveland, that they spend a lot well, of their time. I can't name another one. 
Well, there's only one other podcast studio in Northeast Ohio. You're like Big Red at this point, baby. If you don't chew yeah. Big Red, then fuck you. And I got I got a, a sneak peek behind their curtain of like their business model, and it doesn't make any sense to me. Oh, so, talking cash shit now. Yeah, uh, they're a great studio. They're uh-huh. uh, they definitely have more money than me, but I don't think that they do. Uh, I don't I don't think that they do the job that our studio does of uh, I guess I shouldn't really get into uh, going apples to apples between what I do and what they do. What they do is right. great. They do good work. Uh, they're good people, I'm sure. Uh, However. Yeah. I, I think <laughs> for my studio, what I want it to be is something where, you know, it, we do a good job of making it um, accessible and tangible for local artists to come through here and not exploit them for what little money they have. Because in, in Cleveland in general, there's not a lot of money to go around. So what I try to do in my commercial work that, that we were doing pre pandemic um, for like Cleveland clinic and a a few other different places, Mm -hmm. uh, I would quote a little higher than my competitors, but I always put like in bold, put in the clauses, it said, like, sure, I might charge a little more than, you know, the person next to me. Yeah. But, you know, your money's going towards a local artist. Bro, Charge Cleveland Clinic as fucking much as you want. They, they got it. They, yeah, they got <laughs> they it. Well, they got used it. to have it. They, they don't have it anymore. They still fucking got it, bro. Well, they're keeping it to themselves at this point. They have to. Do you yeah. know why? I don't know why. All their patients are dying of COVID. <laughs> oh, <right>. Dwan, Dwan. <laughs> Yeah, I thought you were saying Dwine, Dwine. Dwine's fall. <laughs> Fuck is the bar open, Mike Dwine? Why? We already have the most private liquor sales in the country. We don't need the fucking bar to be open, dog meat. I'm sorry if you work at a bar. I don't know. Fucking get some slider fucking materials, nigga. I don't know what to tell you. I know. You got to do something else. I've and I'm it's- guilty. I've been to bars. I've done all kinds of stuff. But like, I got COVID at fucking work, son. Like. I was wearing a mask the whole time. I'm sitting in my fucking cubicle. I'm not face-to-facing. I'm not touching knobs. It's like at some point in between me going from home to work to Chick-fil-A, I fucking ended up with COVID. And it was it was shocking. And at first I was scared because I'm fat as fuck. I don't have diabetes or anything like that. I wouldn't know. I don't go to the doctor very often. But I was like afraid and then I was sick, and then I was hopeful, and then I felt better. And honestly, I still, like, can't smell that good. You know what I mean? And it could be a thing. Like, they say it takes, like, a couple months for that to come back, and it has not been that. But I don't know. It's, like, stuff. It's a weird experience to have had COVID. Yeah. If you haven't had it, it's it feels kind of like uh, a terrible head cold. And then you get sleepy. And I haven't had it. I'm thankful for that, but at least I'm not, if I had it, I wasn't aware of having it. It's annoying. Yeah. It's not, I just assume, you know, I just assume I I do have it and then I operate from there. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, that's the best way. I mean, honestly, whenever I'm in doubt about something that I don't understand, just like everyone in the world, that's why we need fucking the dip and dots freezers to keep the goddamn vaccine in. (laughs) It's like, you can't put shit that that's like, isn't that a sludge at that point? You're putting a cold sludge into my hot body. That sounds dumb as fuck. But at this point, I'm ready for normal. I'm like, we are social animals. 
it, this is so weird talking to you face to face. I'm so grateful that we can do it because yeah. of all the safe stuff we're doing. I forgot and to put the glass up, but it's I, all right. I've been sucking. We have, uh, yeah, we have, uh, <laughs> we have a, a UV uh, air filter. Sensual. Yeah. So. Yeah, I feel safe. And like I said, I'm probably immune. I got whatever. They were using my plasma to give to Trump, so I'm good to go. That's what I noticed that he had an actual pep in his step. Yeah. <laughs> he had the swag. <laughs> <laughs> Never get a black man's blood in your mouth. Man, him running up those stairs <laughs> all winded and sweaty and gross. <laughs> Don't let this run your life. Don't let it run your life. Uh, it was a slippy ramp. <laughs> the ramp was very slippery. I didn't feel safe. I wear so, a soft toe chew. He was like, ah, I'm a killer of the world. <laughs> His dick dance. His dance. I'm doing the yeah, dick I'll dance. Listening. If you're just listening. Someone should put some dicks in there. Middle out. That's the way you stroke dicks. I go middle out. Like that TV show, bitch. Just go middle out. <laughs> yeah, that's fun. But yeah, like I was saying before, it's so nice to be able to talk to another person face to face. We got Granderson back there too on the ones and twos. Shout out to you, sir. Scanderson. Um, yeah, he's out there doing it. And uh, I haven't seen him in many moons. It was good to see him. It's good to do humanity. And but I, it's like one of those things where it's like I'm getting used to it. Still, I feel like I'm, it's hard to look people right in the face. Yeah, <laughs> it's like I'm looking your face. I mean, I was homeschooled, so I had to learn social skills <laughs> yeah. as I got older. So then once things kind of like shut down and we had sep- uh, people had to be separated, like, uh, those <sighs> social skills had to like be rebuilt again. Dude, it's still it's rebuilding. Active. It's active. Like, and I feel like that's going to lead to a lot more agitation out in the world. You know what I mean? Like people are going to be a little bit more short fused. I've seen it. I've I've experienced it myself. Like I was like, yo, this isn't the internet. I'm not going to see you again. Like this is real life. I can flick you off if I want right. in my car if you're beeping at me. Like don't fucking come at me with that energy. Where are you even going? <laughs> like, where do you have to be? Yeah. It's 11:30 at night. Yeah. Why don't you shut up? Yeah, I'm drunk. Yeah, when I'm leaving the studio <laughs> and I'm like, I'm headed home. And there's still traffic on the road. I'm like, what the fuck what are the these fuck people? Yeah, what are these people doing? And then I'm on the road, so I'm just a hypocrite going like, what's happening going? over there? I'm the only one that does stuff. <laughs> I'm the only one doing things that are at the evening. They're probably trying to get no. light. The only time when there was no one out, and I stand by this, this is the reason I get up so early. This is why I was on time for the podcast. This is why I, I get up as early as possible. Like, I know that's, and I looked, I don't sleep very well either, so I'll just stay up late too. It's like, my mom said I never slept as a kid, but like, it's one of those things where it's like, if I can get up at six to go to work at eight, I'm going to do it. Like, I'll get up at 6.15 every day if I can, except on the weekends. The latest I get up on the weekend is about nine. I was just talking about this last night about how, like, I just have a hard time quieting my mind. It's hard to do, especially now. We've been so introspective for the past few months, almost a year now, and it's 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 really weighing on people. Yeah, and, and for people like you and I who are performers who are constantly mm-hmm. just – we have the ability or we have the platforms to stream consciousness yeah. and get that shit out of us. Yeah. And now we've been – you know, My girlfriend's fucking sick of me. Like, yeah. I have done every voice I have. I've done every joke. 
I have I've tried it all, man. I'm just bored out of my fucking mind. I just want to go stand up in front of people, and I want to bomb. <laughs> I wanna... That's what I did. The uh, I did stand up uh, last weekend for Jimmy Graham's show. Okay, and shout out to Jimmy Graham. Shout out again. Uh, and then I was I was bombing so hard. Is that the Winnie at the Winchester? Yeah. Shout out to the Winchester too. I Shout out to Winchester. Uh, I was bombing so hard and I stopped and I go, "What's going on here, guys? Is it is, <laughs> <laughs> is it One me? Is it me? Like I'm like you can say something. Like I'm willing to accept the fact that this is like it, this is just me. Just do something. Yeah. It's, 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 it's not you. It's not you who are the problem. It's my, am I the problem here? And a lady in the crowd goes, "Yeah." yeah. <laughs> Yeah, fuck uh, you. Yeah, I was terrible. like, who invited my mother? What's going on? <laughs> your mom would never say that to D- your face. And then Dave Flint co- got up there and called them all dumb bitches, and then they lost their minds. Wow. And I got, after D- I was hosting, so after Dave Flint, I was like, guys, if I would have known from the start to just call <laughs> oh, you, you dumb, dumb bitches, bitches, we could have been friends from the beginning. Dude, that's the ma- Shout out to Dave Flint, too. That's yeah. the magic of Dave Flint. We're he- so lucky to have... Dude, we have some really Dave good. should be on fucking TV, son. I don't care. I agree. He should be on TV. I agree. I, I love that man. He's very funny. He's, he's a bright guy. My favorite part about Dave Flint is like, you think he doesn't know what he's going to say. <laughs> and he might not. But it's coming to where he wants to do. He, and all he wants is you to fucking laugh so hard. And that's what he gets. He's he gets it's endearing. And when, like, I, my favorite part is when Flint's just trying shit out. Cause he's just fucking going, dude. He just goes. It's been a long time since I've seen anyone tell jokes, but if I can remember anyone fondly and well, it's Dave Flint. That's out. a pretty accurate description of his set, dude. Wow. It's like it's like magic. Yeah, it's just like magic. It feels like he's an alien, bro, and he's just showing us technology. He does. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> it does. He, he looks takes it out there, and so then you're like, weird. "Where is he going with this?" And then he somehow lands. Right there, right yeah. where you were like, what if I thought of that? It was underneath my nose the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> the call's coming from inside the house. It was like when you realize in The Sixth Sense that uh, oh, you was Bruce a ghost Willis, the whole time? Yeah, Bruce Willis been dead the whole time. Yo, what, son? You was dead? I see dead people. <laughs> <laughs> Am I one of them? That should have been the next yeah. question. Really? I had a traumatic event recently that I've been glossing over. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is this reality? Are we currently living what reality? What is love? I know we have this like psych. Well, no, it's uh, we have this uh, imaginary background. Yeah. Because what people, well, they probably figured it out. They're like, oh, they're, they get a green screen. Yeah, we you did get a green screen for the studio. Screen. I barely noticed it because I'm not very, I'd like to think I'm perceptive, but some stuff I just block out, especially like. A green screen. Apparently, we were trying to get yourself into the podcast. Moment. What are we going to talk about? Who what me? We, yeah. No, I don't. I don't do that. You weren't. You weren't preparing yourself. Mm-mm. I was. I've been. I've had this conversation like three times since, since last night. Last night. Yeah. I just wanted to talk to you. I think yeah. that, that's like. Uh, of course, uh, we're always running bits traditionally on Teach These Devils and stuff like that, and that's fun and people love it. And, and I still want to do that, but I just sometimes I just want to take a break and. Just talk to someone one on one, see what's up with them, see how yeah. shit's going. Give the listeners a break from this our is, rhetoric. Uh, this is uh, 
teach these devils NPR edition. It, it kind of is like that. Yeah. It feels like that. Morning we, talk radio. We've gone to some places, you know. We talked politics, so we did. There's NPR check there. What about technology? What talk like, technology? The pandemic has brought me to. I've always been like a, a fuck boy on some Linux. You know, I'll try some Linux shit out. TC Devils was originally before the graces of Golden Ox was brought to you on a Chromebook that I had modded to run Linux just so I could run Audacity to record the podcast through like some like a hundred dollar board and shit. You know what's funny with all the shit that's in the studio that's quote unquote technology, mm-hmm. I am not technologically inclined. That's why no. I buy Apple products. There you go. Yes, they're more expensive, and I understand that. But they work. And you don't really you have, don't to, have do to do a whole lot. Yeah. And you can't really do a whole lot to them. Like, you can set up, like, a virtual machine on there, run some shit. That's some stuff I might experiment with later in the future. I, right. want, a, I want a MacBook Pro pretty bad. I've never had one. My first computer was an Apple, and all the rest were PCs. Really? Yeah. Everyone. So, yeah, I've, I've been using Apple products since, like, junior high. I started, I think, literally my fr- was, like, one of those gray fucking, like, one of the first computer computers, like, the gray box with the gray monitor. Yeah. The Macintosh the, fucking. The big window sticker. Button, yeah. Yeah, big-ass one-button mouse. Yeah. I got one of those from, like. You could only play Oregon Trails on it, and that's that was it. it. Yeah. No, this was, like, in the 90s when they could, like, talk. And I found out recently that I got that computer, and so did fucking Radiohead. And they used like the voice function to do some of the shit for. Uh, I Holy think it was, fuck! Uh, okay, computer. Fitter, yeah, fitter, happier, more productive. Isn't that okay, computer? Yeah, that, I think yeah. that's okay, computer. I don't remember. But no. at the same time that I got that computer as a child, like one of my favorite bands of all time was fucking around with this computer to make it talk on the record and that was like the first thing i did with it was like make it say shit my dad's like we gonna be rich <laughs> i was like no nah, that's pretty easy actually and that was nowhere near anything what i'm trying to get into now like with all the pandemic stuff i've been there's no jokes to tell i, I wasn't comfortable telling jokes and there's not a lot going on i tried a couple things we did some stuff together but it it was more remarkable to me how unmotivated certain people were as soon yeah. as the pandemic started like they're just like, oh well, we're done. We're not doing this anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, really? Like, you quit? Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, I mean, like, we took a huge sabbatical, man. We've been gone for quite some time, and I'm like, I said, we're trying something different. I'm just happy to be back. I want to keep doing this because if I feel safe doing this, and until I feel safe going to tell jokes, this is like all I get. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's why I think it's important to. Jimmy does a good job stuff. of keeping people. Distance. The Winchester mm-hmm. is a great place for comedy right yeah. now because there's so much space. They have great ventilation. They have great uh, air movement in there and shit like that. Like Hilarities is another like really doctor. It's like yeah, the only place where I truly feel safe going to. Like, Shout out to Hilarities there. too. Yeah. Glad to see them fucking doing their thing big time. There's plenty of room in there. Ample space. They. Nick, the owner, loves bragging about their ventilation system. They have, the a U- they have a YouTube video. We should probably pull that up. They have a YouTube video that is dedicated to their uh, ventilation There's, system. Their ventilation? Yeah. Let's watch Let's it. Let's click it. And then they have two 55, at least 55-inch televisions that are constantly looping a video on their ventilation systems. Well, let's take a look at this. I bet you if you go to the YouTube and then 
put it in there. YouTube? Uh, yeah. Oh, well. I kind of pick and choose, like, try to be regimented on where I go and when. Other than here and, right. like, here in hilarities, I don't really go anywhere. Because it's, the only, like I said, it's, like, the only place I feel, like, yeah. safe at. I mean, like, I honestly, I don't feel like I could, I wouldn't be ready to tell jokes right now. It's been so long. Like, like I don't want to. I want to go back to the old shit. I want to have some new shit. I've been writing. I've been writing stuff and trying to get it going, but, you know, it's, right. it's hard right in to... In particular, what are, you, what are you writing? Jokes. Oh, nice. Yeah, I got, I got a little joke book going, actual physical joke book for the first time. And whenever I had, like, a bright idea when I was sitting around at home, I would just jot it down. I got a couple pages in there, nothing serious, but I never like, I always assumed you were a, wrote. a bullet point guy. Or you'd I, like write down a bullet point, and then you were like good a, at riffing the idea. I'm like a prose kind of guy. Like I started out as like a like a regular ass poet. I wanted to be a poet, so I'd write like these lengthy jaunts. And I was like, this is just like writing a song. Then I would write songs, and I was like, well, I always was like a, a pretty apt regular like literature writer. So it just kind of I just write the whole idea down, or as much of it as I. Need. And then eventually it does turn into ladder, gay people, bullet point type shit. That's, That's how I'm up. starting to work now. Where like before, like I basically just write down the like the bullet point of the idea and then try and go up and riff the idea. That's a good idea. Which you'd think, but it also leads to a lot of bombing too. So I was trying to. I I can't spell hilarities. <laughs> How do you spell it? It's spelled right there. H I L A. H I. <laughs> what? That's a missed opportunity. H A. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to be rude there. No, fuck. Why don't you get fucked, nerd? Man, shit, man. Come on now, goddammit. Come on now, goddammit. Shit, man. This thing is running pretty slow. Hey, man. Shit, man. Hey, man. Oh, no. It might be time for a new computer. Is it dead? Uh, It might be dead. Well, I mean, whatever. It's fine. It doesn't matter. We We can figure out. There was going to be a video, but now there's not going to be because the computer's running a little slowly. No big deal. But I believe in Nick's ventilation system, and we'll watch that video one day. Yeah, check it out. Yeah. Hilarious YouTube channel. They could use the hits. Go there. Yeah, go check it out. Support local everything, man, because it's been a hard time. And Even if it's not local to you, you should support our local. Yeah. Americans. We've been disenfranchised as Northeast Ohioans for too long. (laughs) I mean, quite frankly, there's big news though in Northeast Ohio. We're working on getting rid of the Indians' name and likeness. I'm excited I, about that as a Native American. Oh personally. yeah, you're one of those fucking filthy savages. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, how'd you survive? Uh, a lot of money and a lot of bullets were purchased to make sure something like me didn't happen. And yet, didn't it- here I am. Thank God your great, 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 great Sue grandfather didn't yeah. accept that blanket. Yeah. <laughs> That's why you're here. <laughs> he was that one guy being like, no, don't, don't do that. Don't do that. Yeah. Take no wampum for blanket. Yeah, I'm bringing my wife home. My, my dad's like, Jeremy, bring home white woman from the east. 
What's it like to be that close to being white? You mean my wife? No, you. Oh, because I'm pale? <laughs> yeah, because you ain't Cause I'm white. Ha- yeah. <laughs> when do they find I'm out? Pale. They're like, hey. Yeah, I, I sometimes I forget that I'm I'm actually like a, a, a person of pale complexion. At what point of yelling at the manager is that usually? Uh, Halfway through, I'm like, oh, <laughs> right. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> You're not one of us, are you? They say coyly. Because <laughs> yeah. I'm half Arab, I'm huh? half Native American, <gasps> and I'm very pale. Two two different Indians. I just think of uh, the Arabs as like sand Indians. Yeah, it's like they're just Indian. They're they look yeah. wild Indian. <laughs> Dots dot Indian. Oh, I yeah. see. I see what you're saying. They would make us Asian. Mm, are they? I mean, they do have black hair. Me, me and my girlfriend were just talking about this last night. It's like, yo, if you were an Asian police officer, like if you're a police officer in Tokyo, like for real, like how do you even catch fucking anyone? Everyone's getting away with everything. It's like, it's you. It's like, no, it's not me. I have an alibi. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Well, if you see this guy. <laughs> You've seen anybody doing fuck? this thing. I, and is that racist that I seriously, I would be concerned about the, the validity of any convictions in Tokyo, man, on any, they don't carry cases. guns, do they? No, man. I think we're the, uh, not only, but I think it's us, the Mounties and the Mexicans, just the North American continent guns, guns blazing. Well, the Canadians keep them because they know we have them. Yeah. Do they have, they got guns like that, right? I think so. That's a good question. I actually don't remember. Do it's Canadians? been a long time since I've been back th- to Canada. Is it one of those things where they just have shotguns? Maybe. I mean, let's see if we got any response here. Does Canada have guns? I can read. Firearms regulations in Canada. We're supporting Wikipedia here. Canada got tough on guns. Why Canada got tough on guns is the first response. Firearms regulation in Canada is largely about licensing and registering firearms, including air guns, with a muzzle velocity of more than 500 feet per second or 150 meters a second and a muzzle energy greater than 4.2 foot-pounds or 5.7 J, whatever that is. Handgun registration became law in 1934, and automatic firearms registration was ended was added in fifty one. In 69, laws classified firearms as non-restricted, restricted, and prohibited. Interesting. So they do have some guns, but they're very heavily about registering. Um, And they did just ban uh, 1,500 models of military-grade assault-style weapons, mostly rifles. Interesting. Very interesting. Um, So now's the time to invade. Now's the time to take them. Yeah. And fucking make love to his, uh, or not make love to, but jail his wife for making love to a teen boy isn't his wife like his like high school teacher who's his wife i don't know even know justin she- trudeau oh yeah justin trudeau's wife i think it was like a high school teacher or something it's like a hot old lady he's a <laughs> i swear to god i have no idea dude we're about to yes justin trudeau's handsome justin trudeau was a, he's a pretty handsome dude and it's like well Look at yeah, here he is right here. He's a handsome guy. Look he at looks that like a handsome son of a bitch. He looks like an ugly Gerard Butler. <laughs> All right. Where's his wife? Spouse. Sophia Lohogi. 
Married in 2005. She's 45. I take it back. Maybe that's the French guy. Uh, who's the French guy? Uh, now I don't remember. Macron. Yeah, yeah. Macron. He's fucking like his teacher. I'm pretty sure. Would you? Did you ever have a teacher you would? You were like, yeah, son. I was homeschooled. So your mom? Did you ever think about <laughs> killing your dad? <laughs> sliding up on your mom's tasty nugs again? Uh. So, <laughs> uh, no. Why, bro? You think you're not edible? No. You were never like, fuck you, dad. As soon like, as you're out of the picture, it's I don't me like and where mom this is going. forever. I don't like where this is headed, James. Edible? <laughs> edible? <laughs> yeah, there she is. 67. Bridget Marcone. 67 years old. She's French, so she's still kind of a honey dip. Um, but See, I've forgotten about honey dips. It's how been so you? long since you and I have hung out. You trying to say I miss the honey dips. Don't let your wife hear this. You don't think she's a honey dip? My wife is uh most certainly a honey dip. Okay. Okay. But she she's uh she's not threatened. Why aren't you wearing, <laughs> a, why aren't you wearing your wedding ring? Uh, oh yeah, because I lost <laughs> it. And then I, my and my wife wasn't even concerned. She's like, I don't even yeah, care. Whatever. Get out of my face. I'm trying to watch fucking <laughs> yeah. Property Brothers. Sabrina on Netflix. <laughs> She's got all the full regalia. Yeah. She's got like a dark robe. <laughs> yeah. Leave she, me alone. She looks like those goth sites. Jeremy, like your wife's at. really into the dark arts, bro. Are you okay? I'm fine. She's fine. She just <laughs> likes carving 666 into her arm. Master's fine. <laughs> yeah, Marcone is 43. His wife is 67. So she must have some money in the bank. You know what I'm talking about? Weird. I don't know. He's he's kind of a squirrely little fuck. So yeah, I honestly think that's the best he. He's can a Frenchman. Do. He's a Frenchman. I don't, like, why do people like? They're just not super likable. Uh, if you're not Tomar or Guiman, I can't fuck with you. Like, I just don't understand why other people that are French other than Daft Punk exist. <laughs> I don't understand you. Go back to your country. Black power. Yeah, we just had uh, Martin Luther King Day. Was yeah, how cool. was how was that? I had to work, which was fucked I up. Work. <laughs> <laughs> Why are we working on Martin Luther King Day? Quite frankly, like there. Did you know that the only like memorial of Martin Luther King's "I Have a Dream" speech is a medallion embedded in the steps of the fucking uh, the Washington Monument, or not the what is it the the steps of the Lincoln Memorial? Really? Yeah, it's a, a medallion embedded in the concrete right there, and people literally step on it all day and every day. They walk right over it, and that's the best metaphor for the black experience in America. You're there, but hold on a second while I just stomp upon you and forget about it. Have you ever been to the Lincoln Memorial? I have, yeah. Where they, they have like a sign that, like, please be quiet. Mm-hmm respectful be respectful blah 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 that's right when i yelled if you don't chew big red then fuck <laughs> you and then that's, i threw a pack of big red and i have Lincoln's this face. uh this little it's called a browns clown and it's a uh little clown dressed up in a browns outfit okay like onesie type deal awesome and uh the last time i was in washington i like to take him around the country and take photos of him different places that's fun so me and my buddy Bo were there at the Lincoln Memorial, and like all these families are going up in front of me, 
And then finally, like, it gets to me so I can take a photo next to the Lincoln Monument. And nice. I go, Bo, get it. And I raise up Brown's Clown. And you just hear this, like, light murmur of laughter. <laughs> <laughs> That's it was, fucked up. It's hilarious. That's fucked up. Remember when the Browns were going to go and win a playoff game and the whole country was, like, rallying behind us and we got fucking rolled? I'm not a big football guy, to be honest with you. So I always knew you were gay. Yeah. Now there's anything wrong with that. No, I'm I'm very secure in my, my sensuality. Uh, my sensuality. Sensuality. Jeremy, uh, since this is kind of like a recap episode of everything that's been going on over the past couple months, I have to ask you about your DoorDash. Uh, your DoorDash orders. Have you seen them increase? Have you seen them decline? What are you ordering on DoorDash during the pandemic? Uh, my uh, my orders actually have decreased because we have more time to spend at home and cook for ourselves. There you so go. normally don't do a whole like I think Saturdays the, literally Saturdays the only day I actually may or may not eat out. Eat out. I eat out every night. That's fucked up. Yeah, I'm not doing that. <laughs> That's gay. Hey, so they say on the Sopranos, suck a pussy, you'll suck anything. That's right. What are you, Fanuke Jr.? That's hilarious. So yeah. much to learn from that show. Right? I mean... That's something I started rewatching during the pandemic. Did you? Sopranos. Yeah, I got I got to about season three when it starts to suck. Back when they were fucking trying to sign that fucking lame ass band, fucking uh, what's Michael's? Not, yeah, Michael's fucking uh, girlfriend. She's like trying to be a manager for this band. They're like, jim, jim, jim. meow. Was, that's the worst episode of Sopranos. Oh man, is the one where is that the last that season or the second to last season? I think that's like the third season. It's very early. Really? Yeah. Fuck. That's when uh, they're, like, working on scams, and she's like, I'm working on a group. They go to the chicken place or whatever, like, late at night, and the black guy, the fucking, like, rapper, like, cuts the line. He's like, who are you, motherfucker? I've been here for two hours. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, Michael, shut up. That's Ghostface Killer, the rapper. But it's not Ghostface. It's someone else. Oh, I wish it were. It's a great flick. I love Ghostface Killer. Yeah, I've been I've been watching a lot of shit. Like I said, Tiny Desk Concerts. I've been binging on those lately, too. I watched the Wu-Tang Tiny Desk Concert. That was good. They did They did a Tiny Desk? They Wu-Tang did a Tiny did? Desk. Wu-Tang did a fucking Tiny Desk. It was pretty good. They had a... There goes my afternoon. Young Dirty Bastard on there. Young? O- young Dirty Bastard. ODB's son is uh, the actual progeny of Russell Jones. Get the fuck out of here. He had a son unique, and he was there. Right, yeah, he was he was all right. I mean, he was doing his own like he wouldn't do his dad's raps, of course. That's like biting, but he was doing his own thing on it. But he was very much you could tell influenced by his father. He had that uh, oh, <laughs> he had some yells. He had a. It was almost like a you know when Kanye does that thing where he just starts like a bit. I said, hey, yeah, like it was kind of like that too. It was nice. It was I interesting. Like that. It was and they they had respect. They were supportive, and it was nice. I like that. Good to see the wood back together. Yeah. That so was it one of their um like socially distanced tiny desks or was it was a legit tiny desk session? It was uh spaced out like the crowd wasn't visible or whatever, but they were all up there together, I'm sure. They, I don't know if it was front wall. Is the crowd ever visible on the tiny desk? The only on time, occasion. Yeah, I was going to say there's only a couple of times where I remember Lizzo. That. Lizzo's tiny desk was really good. 
That she can play that fucking flute. I didn't know that until I saw the tiny desk. I didn't know that she could do that. That was very impressive. Yeah, love, love me some Lizzo. Another. I mean, I wish that some people were still alive to do a sweet tiny desk like a, a Stevie Ray Vaughan tiny desk. Right now, would be exactly what the country needs. <laughs> Suburban really, dads would love that. Dude, Stevie Ray Vaughan is one of the best guitar players ever to walk the face of this earth, man. And he beat the fucking demons, bro, and got clean and then died in a helicopter crash. Yep. What the fuck? How are you going to, like, stay the fuck? If you can play the guitar or in a band of any kind, stay the fuck out of helicopters. And then his brother would come around and be like, I play guitar too. And we're like, it's not the same, dude, Jimmy. His, his brother fucking was ripping way before him. He, like, got signed and everything. Yep. And then all of a sudden... The master surpassed by the student. Yep. Which was, that's an incredible story of just like little brother shit. Like, yo, you're not going to outshred me, bitch. I'm going to become Steve Ray Vaughn. I'm going to put on this fucking hat. I thought Stevie was the <laughs> older brother. He's the younger brother. Jimmy is the older brother. Man, he did not age well. No, no, he did not. <laughs> His he brother not. looked like. He didn't have the shmoney, man. That's right. That shmoney takes about 10 years off of you off rip. As soon as you get 100 thou. You just you can breathe better. <laughs> takes like I hundred thousand dollars would take ten years <laughs> off your life. Like I fucking know. What do I know? Yeah, I don't know either. I mean, did you buy any uh, Mega Millions tickets? No, I don't like to dream. <laughs> <laughs> I was I seriously was concerned. It sets it. it sets me up for disappointment. I mean, that's what that's just life in general. If you yeah. if you didn't live, you wouldn't be disappointed. Well, I feel like failure and sadness is such a part of the experience. It is exhilarating to a to an extent, but when it comes to playing with my money, yeah, like I spent even when I spent one dollar, I'd still be disappointed that I didn't get a million sure out not, of that one dollar. Sure not Jew, <laughs> <laughs> you lottery heap! How dare you? <laughs> That's fucked up. Yeah, my dad is one of those lottery people. And it's like, I can't talk shit because he paid my student loans off of a lottery one time. So I was like, hey, all right, that's not bad. Shout out to dad. Shout out to Pop Pop, James O'Brasfield Sr. Um, yeah. that, was that his name? It is his name. He's alive. So I'm trying to jinx my fucking dad. Is that, no, is that his name? <laughs> yeah, I'm a junior. I knew that. Yeah, my dad is uh, also James Earl. It's fucked up. The name Earl, you know, like I grew up with that this whole it's time. It's a good name. Ew, it's okay. strong, but then like when you think Earl... Especially James Earl. I love it. It's uh, a great name. Uh, not a lot of great people. James Earl. James Earl. Yeah. I can't Ray. Oh, right. Yeah. Mm. Jones. That's it. There's two. <laughs> yeah. There's balance in the force on the Earl name. James Earl Jones for. is cool. Yeah. That's one of two. James Earl's. And then, you know, me. But I'm not on the map like that. <laughs> One day. We'll get you there. I mean, I was in Star Wars, but. You're I, a background actor. Yeah. I was the uh, dirt because we are all carbon. Mm. Everywhere at once, Jeremy. <laughs> I'm not Where like, were you during the Renaissance? Me? Yeah. I like to think that. Have you seen Soul? I have. I'd like to think I was probably in Quiet Coyote land. Cool. When that bitch said Quiet Coyote, though, that first time, I started dying. Quiet Coyote. I was like, oh, Quiet Coyote. My, it's like the uh, scene in Free Willy where she's like, um, this is his ice cream. 
with the with, when they gave him the fish, and she's like, "That's just ice cream." You want to know something? <laughs> I fucking don't like Free Willy. No, the movie sucks. And I it's like creepy. the song. Lift me up, lift me up. Song. Jordan. What's fucked up? Free Willy's not fitting in no fucking river of Jordan dog meat. It's not enough water. <laughs> <laughs> enough water, Mike. It was Get different in the nineties. Hold me like the river Jordan. Touch a little boy's dick. Will you be there? <laughs> it's fucked up. Michael Jackson fucking tried to ruin his whole shit. If those songs were any worse, that motherfucker would be gone. Like, they would erase him from history. He was too talented. It's clear he jacked off to those kids' bottles. It's very clear. I Something happened. And if, for me to say that, like... I am. I was a child of the '80s, huge Michael Jackson fan. Yeah. Never believed it until I watched the fucking HBO thing. Something uncouth happened. Let's he, just put it that way. Jacked off to those uncouth. He was jacking off to their buttholes and touching them. And Is stuff. that a word? It was gross. Uncouth. Yeah, yeah, of course. Of course. Are you uncouth? It's more of a reference to uh, behavior or actions. Mm. His actions were uncouth. <laughs> Your behavior. Uncouth. Damn it, Jeremy. How are you surviving your, uh, the second uh, recession that you've lived through now? Oh, yeah. I got are you better off with this one than you were the last one? Well, I have a better job, and I'm, I'm older, so, you know, I got some shit going for me than I didn't have in 2008, you know? But I feel like once we get this 1400 bucks, stuff's going to turn around for me. That's I'm right. Gonna, I'm going to put it all down on a brand new 1200 Harley Davidson. Oh, I thought you are finally going to put the down payment on that Tesla you've been talking about for so many years. Listen, I, I want to buy the Tesla straight it's cash. Tesla time. I want to buy the Tesla straight cash like Billy Corrigan, baby. Just walk in there. Who are you? <laughs> James O'Brasfield. And I'd like to buy this jet black Tesla with all the packages. And how will you be paying for it? And then I just dump a duffel bag. I think they're towing my car. I didn't pay my car note for 10 months. (laughs) So I got that going for me. So, yeah, they're actively pulling my car. I'm going to have to go and stop that from happening. This has been the first Welcome Back episode Teach These Devils. I want to thank you, Jeremy, for being here. Thank Thank you. Thank you for having me. I want to shout out all the sponsors that we have. First and foremost, Cold Knock Studio, which Jeremy is uh, the owner and operator of. We had him here to... uh, thank him and get the word out gold knock shout out to the gang secondly shout out to lush cosmetics they make hair care products for black people now i'm wearing it i suspiciously it suspiciously smells like lie i think they're making me chemically strip my hair and poison my brain without my knowledge shout out to lush also brought to you by the fucking fuel in our bellies from one of two restaurants at all times motherfucking gourmand's deli down there in valley view i haven't been there many moons i'm coming back greg and andrea to get my triple b and i need it and i want it salty i want the family jewels and i want it extra sauce gang gang get any soup any salad they will need no dressings they are perfect as is shout out also to uh the boys and the gang shout out to the jam man shout out to fucking the Condor himself, Wilson Chavo Rivera, and Ryan DePerna. You know who it is, goddammit. A.K.A. my neighbor. A.K.A. your neighbor, yeah. 
Uh, they'll be back on the program soon and shortly, and hopefully we'll talk to you for too long. This has been an episode of Teach These Devils, signing off in three, two. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>